Hello and welcome to the Adventure Travel Podcast with me, Chris. Today we've invited Rajan on the show and we are going to be talking about Palestine and Israel and his trip that he took there. If you'd like to be on the show, then please, by all means, get uh, get in touch with me on Weekend Backpacking on Instagram or leave a comment on the Facebook post or leave a comment on this episode and we can arrange you coming on. Likewise, if you've got any questions or queries, but with no further ado, let's get into it. So hello, we welcome Raj to the show uh, from Rajan Palmer Travels on Facebook and, and Rajan underscore Palmer on Instagram. Uh, hello, how's it going? Thanks for uh, having me. How are you me. doing today? Yeah, not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad at all. Yeah, I'm doing doing very, very yeah, well. Um, so we're here today and you're going to talk to us about uh, Palestine and Israel. Yes, I am. Brilliant. So uh, let's let's get stuck into it. What, what was your what was your overview of that? Like, how, uh, why why would someone go to Israel and Palestine? I mean, I mean, so like, I mean, for me personally, it was just um, I mean, the historical value alone. It's, uh, it's I did my degree in history, and it's just uh, it's just a you know, it's history alone is fascinating. Ancient history of the Crusades, the Knights Templars, and you know, even though of course we all know the more recent history uh, with mm. the, you know the recent Israel Palestine conflict. It's just always places fascinated to go, and you know you hear all these things on the news about it's dangerous and Israel is a terrorist state, and I always think you know you should go see it for yourself. So I um so I started there. I was hitchhiking for three months in the Middle East. So I spent about overall all about three weeks uh, in Israel and Palestine, oh, wow. sort of zigzagging in between them. That's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I loved it. So um, the first sort of day I arrived. Um, Luckily, I just missed it. It was the end of the Shabbat, which is Jewish holiday, where they they literally can't do any any work. So I wouldn't have been able to get a bus to Jerusalem. But fortunately, I, I made it and I got into Jerusalem quite late at night. And uh, so I arrived at the hostel where I was staying at um, called Citadel Youth Hostel. And it's, uh, it's one of the oldest in the region, actually. It's about some like crazy, like 600 year old ancient building. It's wow. Beautiful. And um, I'd, so I'd agreed to save money because Israel is is quite expensive. I don't know if you've been there or, you know. Not me, are... no, not yet. But it, it is quite pricey. To, to save money, I decided to uh, volunteer at this hostel, you know, just helping out doing daily chores. Oh, and wow. they actually gave me free accommodation. Which was, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, saved quite, saved about, you know, 100, 150 odd pounds doing that. So, so if you've uh, got time, then we're straight into a little tip there then, which yeah, is uh, yeah. for a long time, volunteer. How, how long did you have to volunteer for to get the free accommodation? Um, they they were happy to do as many days as you like, like just arrive and organise it. I'd happened to organise it a few weeks before through Work Away. Okay. And, and uh, is that a site where you can where you can yeah source, yeah sort of if you sign up you sign up there and they have hosts all over the world um, looking for accommodation all sorts of things uh, in hostels on farms anything wow. really teaching it's it's great and some of them pay as well so yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. yeah. Um, so you said to do a few days. Yeah, well, I yeah, so I originally planned to stay about overall about four weeks in Israel and Palestine, but uh, plans change in travel as, as they always do. They always do. <laughs> yeah, um, but I spent about three and a half odd weeks there. And uh, so I arrived on the first night. Uh, I arrived quite late in the evening, so I was just tired and I wanted to go to bed. And uh, I basically pulled up a mattress and there was a, the, they turned the roof into a sleeping area. So you just lay your mattress out on the roof, you sleep out under the stars looking wow. over the old old city of Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem. And uh, so that was actually my first proper look at Jerusalem as well. It was at <laughs> night and one corner I look and I can see uh, the Dome of the Rock Mosque. Uh, the other site is, uh, I believe, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I believe I'm saying that right, where uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection is meant to have happened. Wow. And there's also somewhere in there is also the Western Wall, which is the holiest site in Judaism. So, you know, it's this... It's this fascinating place of cultures and a real melting pot. So I was really interested, but I went to bed. And uh, <laughs> uh, the next day I, uh, I woke up and um, so they, they offer free walking tours in Jerusalem. You meet at the Jaffa Gate and okay. you, you, there's free walking tours and you, you offer tips. And the, guy, the tour I had was, he, the guy was great. And, you, you know, you're walking around. You're walking around the old city. So Jerusalem has an old city which is walled off and it's maybe like two, three miles long. And that's where a lot of the ancient sites are. And then they have the new city outside of the walls. I'm, I'm sure if people have been to older cities, it's similar in Europe, like in yeah. Tallinn's old town, etc. Yeah. And um, so the old, the old city is divided into four quarters. It's the Christian quarter, the Muslim quarter, the Jewish quarter and the Armenian quarter. And uh, so he he takes us for a tour around there. And again, it's just like, you know, the things where, you know, this is where the Last Supper happened. And in, you know, all these things that you've heard about across, you know, throughout your childhood and things like that. It's just really wow. interesting. And um, and the, the tour, like I said, the tour guide was great. And uh, I actually got chatting to him afterwards and he said, do you want to go for some beers? Uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. And he, he was a, a really interesting guy, actually. Uh, he was a ex-Special Forces, Israeli Special Forces, oh, wow. um, as most people are in Israel because they have to uh, do military service. And he was just telling me these really interesting stories. And one, one of them that quite stuck with me, actually, is saying that obviously, I mean, technically, I mean, as you see on the news, that Israel and Syria are still having quiet tensions along the border. Just a little bit, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And however, he was saying that when he was actually stationed up there, uh, he would like he, him and his uh, comrade, they would sit and they would listen to music and smoke cigarettes, not really pay attention, look over at binoculars and look at the Syrians and they wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> but um, one day they looked through the binoculars and they saw the Syrian uh, guards panicking and waving at them. And they were like, what's going on? And uh, it, it turns out, actually, that um, the Syrians could see that the Israeli generals and stuff were coming up the mountain. And they told the soldiers, put your cigarettes away, put the music <laughs> away and actually make it look like you're doing some work. So I thought that was quite, quite sort of a funny story. But I mean, that just shows, doesn't it, that people are people no matter what. Yeah. Well, as 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 always with a lot of these things, unfortunately, it's it's, it's politicians that start wars, and then it's people exactly. that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so f that, that sounds brilliant, really. Um, let's let's get into the the, the you know the first sort of part of it. We're talking about three weeks here. How long yeah. would you recommend to go for? Would you would you say those three weeks? Um, well, it's, it's, so I suppose it depends on what you want to do, because although I was I was mainly based in Jerusalem, um, I was zigzagging out of the Palestinian territories as well. So sort of like the third day I was in Jerusalem, I got the bus from Jerusalem to Ramallah, which is, uh, I believe it's the it's meant to be the, the government capital of Palestine. I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, it, so I went there and you have to cross through the border. And that's the first time I'm, I'm sure you've seen, you know, the wall that. Uh, separates the Palestinian territory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the 
first time I saw that. And, you know, as again, you know, the, the, the things you hear on the news start to sort of flash in your mind there, the bad, the bad press, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, the, the videos so, of the blue vest and the blue helmet for, exactly, for the people speaking to the microphone. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's people, you know, soldiers walking around with guns and big guns and checking you go in and like, but I mean, once you get past the wall, I mean, Ramallah is a, it's a, it's a fabulous, fabulous city. It's, it's so full of life. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's not, there's no particular landmarks or anything of, of interest there. Like, unlike, you know, for example, Bethlehem or yeah. maybe Bron, but it's just, it's just a great place for people watching, you know, it's, it really compared to Israel on the other side of the wall, it, it feels a lot more like the Middle East. What more, a lot more what I'd come to expect, what I wanted to, what I'd come to come to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I suppose really a, a, way, a way to ask it better, because you, you're right, you, it does depend on, on budget and how much time you've got. But um, how long would you recommend to, that, that you take to explore the city and, and to, to explore the, uh, the two countries, really? I, I would say take about three weeks. Three weeks, what I oh, did as well. Uh, spend some time in Jerusalem because it's, 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 a, it's a complex place to understand as well. I think that's why you need to spend quite a lot of time there. Right, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not like going to Helsinki. You've been to the National and the Natural Museum and John Exactly. Oh, exactly. right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, there's more. You've got to sort of watch the undertones and speak to the people and really, really understand how they feel about the conflict itself, which was primarily why I went there. I mean, if you want to also, I mean, Israel has a, a great nightlife scene in Tel Aviv and uh great beaches there as well and in Elat. so if you i mean there's something there for everyone i'm sure yeah so so where so you've arrived you've slept under the stars uh what was the i suppose if we go day by day this 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 would almost go on for three weeks uh, this podcast yeah, exactly. but how, yeah whatever in your mind your first section was whether it be the first two days the worst the first four days what did you do what what was your what was your starter for for for, uh, for visiting so the start of visiting, yeah, like, so I walked around the old city, spent a lot of time. That I, was the walking tour, the free walking tour. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, on, so on the walking tour, you can't, uh, you don't get time to go to the Dome of the Rock Mosque because it's only open certain times of the day for one hour, one hour either side of noon, I believe, uh, for wow. visiting. So I, I managed to, I went there on my, on my second day and it was, uh, it was, yeah, it's, Amazing, beautiful building, blue, bright colours, blue and white, with this lovely uh, golden dome top. Um, yeah. I, I tried something a bit like sort of, I, you know, I wouldn't recommend this, but basically because of, of my skin and of, I had quite a big beard as well, I I, uh, I tried to basically blag myself as a as a Muslim and tried to get into the mosque. <laughs> Muslims. And I told I told the guard that my name was. Um, Muhammad Khan Ali and from the I was from Pakistan and that I was like I don't speak Arabic but my my family are, are Muslim and I, I mean <laughs> like, needless to say it didn't work and then uh, <laughs> sort of radioing and watching me so I sort of had to get that out of a risky there. move yeah it wasn't wasn't my smartest moment but uh, all in the name of but, yeah but that's how memories are made so as long as you're exactly. safe afterwards <laughs> exactly yeah so um and then so about a week or a week onwards from i'd been there exploring the old city as i said i'd went to ramallah um i spent another sort of week in uh, in bethlehem actually okay so doing a similar thing of volunteering in a in a hostel but by the time i got there he told me that the hostel 
he was moving hostel building and so basically just um basically all i was doing was like scraping paint off the walls and like for sort of uh, a week or so but it was quite cool to stay with his family and um so we stayed there for a week around the corner from uh, the church in the nativity where jesus christ is said to be born yeah um and uh, from there we uh i had some friends with me as well i had a friend or two with me and oh, yeah, and we also went from there. We went on to uh, Hebron, where there's been a lot of the um, a lot of the violence, and you know, you see here. This is where like really the Israeli-Palestinian conflict boils down. It's it's really contested. That's where the most illegal Jewish settlements are as well. Um, I very think it's very important if you visit Israel and Palestine. It's very important to go there as well. Um, it used to be a bustling city but now it's just more like a ghost town uh, seeing both sides of a coin right yeah exactly and uh, you know i've heard this unbelievable statistic that there's uh there's more soldiers than civilians in hebron as well wow yeah and and that's actually also one thing that uh about traveling to israel and palestine is that i uh, warn the listeners is that you you have to be you get have to get used to the sight of guns sort of in the street um there's everybody is walking around with a gun because in israel military service that you when you are when you are in the army you have to carry your gun everywhere like even if you're in your civilian clothes so right you're at the so i mean i was i went to the dead sea and there are girls there in their bikinis with an m16 assault rifle next to them because they're because you know, they're military. Because you know, they're military, you know, it's not just it, posing for some odd calendar. No, no, just just no, none of that. It's <laughs> uh, it's really bizarre, and you know, you see kids. Some of them, you know, they're clearly just eighteen, but they look really young, and they're carrying these massive assault rifles just through the city, and it's just is bizarre. Well, that's one one of the things you touched upon it as being. Uh, um, I suppose a well-placed stereotype of of the region. My question to you really is: How would you describe the security whilst you're there? Just just taking a, a bit of a, a tangent on on week two here. How would you describe the security of of where you are and what you experienced, and and how did it all go really? See, well, it's, it's, <clears throat> sorry, it's very tough to say really because um, me personally, I I had no really scary experiences with the with any authority um occasionally i got pulled like uh on the bus checked my passport had a ask, speaking to once or twice but nothing too sort of out of the ordinary however i heard stories from other travelers i mean i've heard of people being made cry by the israeli police Jeez. um i heard one story of um as i mentioned the hostel's very old so it doesn't have great ventilation and someone I met while I was traveling told me that when he'd stayed there previously uh, someone had got beaten up by the Israeli police and had tear gas all over them Jeez! And when they crawled back to the hostel they sh- had a shower and the, obviously the tear gas turned into steam and they all everyone in the hostel had to run out and they nearly oh, gasped yeah so you know it's I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, I I don't know the full story there. Maybe he was doing something wrong. Well, there are two sides, aren't there? Exactly. But I mean, I also, I did, I did also once see a Palestinian man being beaten up by Israeli police. But again, I don't know the, I don't know the full story. But um, it's like I say, it depends how you act. It's always be cautious. But and then again, it's also always down to luck, really. 
Yeah, that's kind of kind of one of my questions. You, you've kind of answered it there, but just just to ask it in case you've got anything else to say, uh, w- would you say it's more about aside from your attempts to enter the mosque um, would you say it's more about just staying staying safe and just being smart with where you go and when you go yeah exactly uh, crime wise um it's almost non-existent in in the jerusalem and the old city what i was told i never heard any knowledge of street crime or anything like that yeah. um so it's it's quite safe but um you do of course as well you hear the uh, disruption just sort of comes out of nowhere and I you know you see a lot I see a lot on Facebook that um and on the news as well that sometimes Israeli police will uh use brutal force at the Dome of the Rock mosque because even though it's a Muslim monument it's policed by Israeli forces I I believe I believe well as as far as looking at social science aspect goes as well Mm. uh it's it you've got to remember that I, I suppose from what I've seen from outside and from what you're describing from inside, that is normalised too. I mean, if you came to the UK, that would be insane to hear about and, 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 and it would be all over the news. Exactly. But yeah. when it's normalised, it's more likely to happen and also more, it's more likely the culture will just move on from it as well. Exactly. And actually, when uh, one thing I noticed walking around the Palestinian territories as well is a lot a lot of Palestinian people have scars. They have marks on their face and they have Mm. marks on their arms and stuff. And like I say, you know, especially in Hebron, uh, you hear some real, real horror stories uh, about what happened to Palestinian families. I um, I met somebody um, who he's uh, he I believe he sort of had the mind of someone younger uh, i believe he was you know he wasn't mentally his age but yeah. he said that when he was a little bit younger he saw a girl being a little girl being hit with, uh, by israeli police and he tried to sort of protect her and they set dogs on him Jeez, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is a region where you've got to keep your keep your wits about you. Exactly. Just I, I really don't push really your luck, basically. Really yeah, yeah. Because sometimes um, you often find it in the stories where tourists do get a little bit damaged um, from something other than a road accident um, or, yeah. you know, or theft. It, it is often often you are somewhere where you shouldn't have really been at a time where you shouldn't have really been there. So I'm guessing as long as you just keep yourself to yourself and you, you respect the rules, even if you don't agree with them, you respect the rules of the exactly. country you're visiting, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, cracking on with, um, with with week two then, so you said we, we sort of left off, before we started talking about um, security, we were talking about Bethlehem and seeing both sides of the coin. Uh, if if we can remember where we were before that tangent, uh, do 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 continue. Uh, yeah, so I was volunteering at this at this hostel, and it was just um, it was a similar sort of experience uh, to what to the one in Jerusalem. But there were there were there were many people staying at this hostel. So, I mean, as much as I like Bethlehem, and me, me and my friends, we we'd made quite good friends with uh, the people who were still in the hostel in Jerusalem. So we decided to cut it short. I was meant to stay there for two weeks, but I ended up staying there a week, and okay. we went back. We spent another sort of week in Jerusalem again, um, just hanging out, hanging out, really um, doing what travelers do, just meeting people. Yeah. And, a group of about sort of 10 of us who were uh, volunteering at the hostel at the time. So, you know, there was a nice little community there, people from all over the world. There were some Americans, um, Hungarian guy, a couple of other people. Just to be traveling. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was great. And uh, the hostel we were at as well, it was, 
you know, you could literally sit on the roof and the day would pass so quickly because you'd meet so many people from so many different walks of life. And, you know, it's really interesting why I always found it interesting to ask why have they come to Jerusalem? And you'd always get a different answer, which I found really interesting as well. Uh, do you remember any 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 types of variety, or, I mean, or is it just uh, the memory of memory of the variety? Of course, I mean a lot of people come for for the faith as well. You know, you of get course. some quite you know religious nuts out there who are you know won't will preach to you until the early hours of the morning, um, which is uh, arguably a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean. Uh, when sleeping on the roof, you actually would sometimes get woken up by three at three in the morning by the prayer calls anyway. But, you know, that's a bit more relaxing or something. But when someone's preaching to you until the prayer calls, you, you know, it's a bit too long. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But then again, I suppose it comes into the idea of you keep keep your keep your opinions yeah generally speaking when you travel keep your politics and your religion yeah. opinions to yourself uh, unless yeah. you're in comfortable company but then at the same time if you're going to such a religious exactly and, you know center, you always hear you, them you're out. going to get it yeah yeah i mean you always hear them out you always listen to what they say because you know it does make some very interesting very profound conversations i mean some people i mean they aren't too preachy uh, uh you know they just love the, the discussion and the philosophy but then yeah. you have other people who were saying, I mean, have you heard of Jerusalem syndrome? Uh, I have not heard of Jerusalem no, syndrome. So it's, <laughs> actually, go on. it's actually a phenomenon that people, when they, um, bear with me, let me get the full facts up, but I believe it's, so it's basically when people visit Jerusalem, they believe that they are um, Christ incarnate. And uh, yeah. it's like, it's actually a real thing. Like a lot of people do suffer from it. So bear with me, let me find wow. it. Jeez. Yeah. So it says here, Jerusalem syndrome is a group of mental phenomena, including the presence of religiously themed obsessive ideas, delusions or other psychosis like experiences wow. that are triggered to a visit by the city of Jer to the city of Jerusalem. And did you get to experience any of these or, or, or were uh, they well, topics of conversation? I mean, it was not necessarily people. I mean, I'm not necessarily if it was Jerusalem syndrome, but I, I did have someone who told who told me that, like, you know, he God does speak to him often, and it's sort of saved his him and his wives, uh, his brother's wives' life. Um, he said that God once told him that his brother's wife had an underlying heart condition and he called her that day and she went into hospital and they were like oh he, she's got a heart condition lucky you caught it otherwise a day later you, you could have had a heart attack or something yeah so you know it's it, that that was that was sort of quite interesting there's um, there's there's plenty of arguments for both sides uh, it, it, exactly. I mean, all i'll yeah. say is two things really is uh, uh personally i always think of the times where predictions are false um yeah <laughs> to no, no, that. As, but also i take away that there's a positive there and in, in that uh, whether whether you agree or not at least in his particular anecdote there was a lot of positivity there you know exactly his, so. his wife was detected and, and sorted out and they, their lives are saved so, so delusional I mean, not that they're safe i mean of course that's what you're saying so he told me this story i was like wow that's that's quite fascinating but then he also told me he was like um kept going on to about sort of talking about drugs and alcohol and he was like i've done every drug under the sun i've done, I've done <laughs> so much alcohol you will never believe it and you know and he said something like i've had 26 near-death experiences and then you know like as i say you, you meet people that you you need to take what they say with a pinch of salt so you may, you may well
you can cheer that point then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so round, rounding off the the week then. So, so you you've been to Bethlehem. You come back to Jerusalem, yeah. and, uh, and you're speaking with not only. Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, I make it nearly made an assumption. Then you're speaking with a lot of travellers, and that is what travelling is all about: finding what different people are all about. Did you speak to any locals other than the the uh, uh, the, the ex special forces man? Yeah. Well, so, uh, mixing with locals in Israel is is quite, it's it's an interesting thing because I mean I, I don't I, as well I don't, I don't want to offend anyone but um you, you generally find that the israeli population is a, is a bit less nicer than the the, the palestinian population right okay um so uh, it's, i mean i can kind of sum it up in in one encounter i had in a shop i was just in the shop buying beer and uh, this this guy started talking to me and i, w- I sort of wasn't paying attention because i was still kind of speaking to the cashier who was saying how do you like jerusalem like what you've been up to and you yeah know, i liked it very much etc and um and then he just straight up asked me who do you prefer the um the arabs or the jews oh wow and i was like and, and again i still wasn't paying attention i was like if i like oh, like arab people have been like so much nicer to me and maybe you know maybe that wasn't the correct response but i mean i looked at him and he looked horrified like he was yeah. so offended and he he actually said to me he was like um well the jews don't have not, uh, time to be nice to people because we're too me- uh, busy making money and enjoying our lives <laughs> i mean it's it's, it's interesting yeah. i suppose there's no right answer with him no because no, I, if he's asking exactly. that, you could have said anything, and he, he would have found a way to pick at it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, on the other on the other hand, though, I had a great experience with the, the Jewish Jewish um, celebration of Shabbat. Um, it's, so it's they, as I maybe mentioned it earlier, they they can't do any work on the evenings of Friday to Saturday, um, and that includes even switching off a light switch, like you know some of the Orthodox ones. They can't do anything. And yeah. um, that uh, they, but they all meet and they have have dinner. And so I went to the Western Wall, which is uh, one of the holiest uh, sites in Judaism. And I basically got picked up by this group of people, and they took me over to theirs. And we had uh, they, I had Shabbat dinner with them, which was wow. really nice. Which was like uh, various food. I can't can't remember it now, but um, and drinking wine, and they were singing, and it was really sort of physical and really interesting experience, uh, like. And apparently quite a lot of them were famous rabbis across Israel. But um, oh, wow. I don't know, that's what they told me. But, um, and one, one part of it actually does, does always stick with me is that there was, they, they went around asking people to reveal truths. And so one, one man stood up and he said, um, told this story about Jews in a concentration camp in, in Eastern Russia, in Siberia. Yeah. And he said that the, the Jewish men would always be playing a card game. Uh, but whenever the guards came to came to find the cards and confiscate them, they could never find them. And on the and they searched for years and years and they could never find them. But they knew that they were playing the card game. And one officer was being transferred somewhere else. And he asked one of them, he just said, where where are the cards? I, you know, I'm leaving. I won't give up your secret. And uh, the the guy says, the Jewish man says, he looks at the guy, another guy in the corner, he says, that man there, he's a magician. Every time you walk in, you walk in, he puts the cards in your pocket. So you search everywhere on the room, you search us. But when you walk out, he takes the cards out of your pocket. <laughs> I mean, it's like the truth was, the truth about it is that like people are always looking everywhere 
for the problem when maybe it's not on themselves. Which yeah. I just thought was quite interesting that, you know, they, 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 I thought that was quite an interesting story. Yeah, it's a, yeah, because yeah, true or not, that's, it's, it's wonderful to take out of that, yeah. looking, at, looking in, in on yourself. Yeah, exactly. I just thought that was a very, very interesting story. So that was like, I mean, and everybody there was very nice to me the whole evening. Brilliant. So rounding off the, 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 the trip away, three weeks away, uh, how, did, how did you end the trip? Was it, a, was it a lovely mixture of just relax, relaxation before you moved on? Because this is, like you were saying, in the middle of a three-month, uh, four-month yeah. trip away. Uh, was it so just relaxation or...? So I, I spent a few days relaxing with some friends, and um, when I got back, to, when I got back to Jerusalem, I spent a few days. One of my friends who'd come and visit me from the UK, she left and she went back to the UK. And so my original plan was that I was going to um, stay in Israel and Palestine for about a month overall. But um, and this is just a completely out of the blue. My one, someone I met traveling, I'd heard a couple of people mention it, but uh, they were talking about visiting the uh, the Sinai Peninsula in in Egypt. Right. And um, it was it was something that had never crossed my mind because I mean when I was when I was looking at going it was um, I mean it was all covered in red basically on the Foreign Office website so <laughs> travel there or don't or, go do not go do Please. not go but I'd, I'd heard of a, a few people passing through there uh, passing who'd been passing through there and now they were in Jerusalem and. Um, and they, you know, they described it as, they really described it as, it sounded amazing. Like it was really, and I was, you know, I was really interested. I was also, you know, a bit of this, the, the, the thrill of it as well, like oh, going course, into a red zone and, you know, actually checking out what it was, what it was going to be like, because um, I'd planned to go to Egypt, as, as I said, so I'd planned to stay a month in Israel and Palestine, and then I was planning to move on to Jordan where I spend about another month there and then I would fly from Amman the capital over to Cairo but um but instead I went to Sinai and I had I had an amazing time it was it was a great time perfect perfect yeah. so before I move on to some last Q&As then is there anything else we need to know about uh, going to Israel, Israel and Palestine but, but before we go Q&A um Definitely go to the Dead Sea because it is being drained as we speak and it may not be there much longer. I've heard people have told me it's halved in their lifetime. Oh, wow. So definitely go to the Dead Sea. Uh, it's a real pain to get to from Jerusalem, though. I must say it takes about two hours to get there and you only really spend an hour and a half there. But it's it, like and then you just go all the way back. It's it, it's good. It's good, though. It's a good bit of fun floating around. Perfect. It's a, a, a sort of a bonus question here. Is, it, is there anything that you'd recommend missing out? Anything I'd recommend on, on the trip, or, or was everything worth it? Uh, I mean, in my in my opinion, everything is worth it. And yeah, um, yeah I I mean, I, I I could say that I could potentially, for me personally, I could have said the Dead Sea simply because I'd been in Jordan previously um, before. But the Israeli side is much nicer. It's got much nicer beaches, which you don't have. To right. Pay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's useful information itself. Yeah. So, what surprised you the most out of out of your trip there? What surprised me the most. It's it's tough to it, it's you know I've been thinking about it. It's, it, it's tough to say, and there's something something people often do do quite often ask me. I have to say it was 
I mean, coming from the UK, it's just, I mean, the amount of guns on the street is just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you, I mean some of them look like genuinely people with children having guns. And like in some places in Palestine, like, you know, there's shell casings on the floor, um, use tear gas grenades. I had a real scare. I picked up what I thought what I thought was an empty tear gas grenade. And then suddenly I thought it was full and I got really scared thinking it's going to go off in my hand. You know, yeah. there's all, it's, yeah. it, you know, some places do genuinely look like a war zone. Yeah, that's what surprised me, I suppose. Like, I mean, like, I suppose in the cities, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you could relive one moment, what would that be? Um, sleeping on the rooftop of that hostel. Oh, I yeah. did it for three weeks. It was, it was beautiful. I had it as well. I managed, because I was there for such a long time, uh, I managed to sort of blag myself like the best spot and I could always keep myself there. And, um, and it was like sort of, it was a perfect, because, there was no cover on the rooftop. So when the sun came up about 7.38, you start getting cooked. But uh, oh. I managed to find the one bit with shade under the stairs so I could sleep in. And uh, it was also, funnily enough, the only bed which had Wi-Fi as well. It oh, just wow. Happened, it just <laughs> happened to work that that bit of the roof had Wi-Fi. Here's a uh, follow-up question on that then. Um, I, I suppose I, I've been brought up in the countryside. Um, how clearly when the sun is down how clearly can you see the stars at night because we are we are talking about staying in a city but it's not it's not quite a western hemisphere if if i'm honest the stars aren't the stars necessarily aren't so clear but this this like during the whole uh, day it's it's really clear there's not a cloud in the sky but then as it gets darker you see these really thick clouds roll in and and it looks like it's going to rain but you but you know it's not and yeah. just really thick, menacing-looking clouds, which just add another dimension to the city. Wow, makes really. it kind of moody at night time, then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, almost, I mean, well, biblical, really. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never, ha- never has a description been more well-placed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, uh, if you could do one thing differently about the trip, what would that be? Um, I think I would have explored northern Israel a bit more. Uh, I would still like to go back and do that, uh, sites such as... Uh, Places such as the Sea of Galilee, uh, which okay. is meant to be quite a nice sort of indoor lake. Where I mean, it's meant to be the site of another biblical, uh, biblical miracle, as as they all are. Yes, but, yeah. um, that's meant to be beautiful. And uh, I also hear the city of Hafia or Hafia. I think I'm saying that right. Hafia. I'm going to take you away for it. It's meant to be very nice, very, meant to be very beautiful as well. Perfect. So lastly, then, how, how would you sum up the trip and, and would you go again? Uh, I mean, yeah, unbelievable. I would, it's just really, really eye opening, I think, actually, would be better because you see you do see some things which which, you know, it really make it appreciate that you are lucky to get out of, to be able to travel. And some people, for example, some people, you know, people in Palestine, they need permission to go visit, you know, past the wall. Yeah, uh, you only get to go to. Uh, Dome of the Rock. Some people, for example, in Bethlehem, you're 20 miles from the Dome of the Rock Mosque, the holiest site in Islam. But you still need a permit to go there. You can't go there any any day you want. You can only go there special holidays if you're lucky. Wow. Uh, it's yeah. it's really it's eye opening, eye opening. So so I suppose with with the with what you do differently, I can probably guess the answer. But but would you go again and and when? Um, yes, I would. I would like to go again. Um, when, when I mean, when is either really? It's it's quite a hard one to say because I guess yeah. there's um I 
just a side note, I getting into journalism and documentary filmmaking. Uh, I was right now meant to be in the Congo doing film, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, thank you. Um, COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought we could have got away with not speaking about it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, at that time, time, yeah, time of recording, if you listen to this in the future, yeah. we are all in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought there. Where was I? So you were, you were saying you're meant to be in the Congo at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Israel is just uh, Israel and Palestine is just it's just full of fascinating people and fascinating historians. You know, I could go there. I mean, if I had a month off and I wanted to do some filmmaking and interview people and just really meet really interesting, fascinating people, go to Israel and Palestine. Everybody's got a story. Perfect. If if we wanted to to check out some of your photos and, and the best place to go and see some of what you're talking about, where where would we go? Um, my Instagram uh, would be the best place. You can then get onto my Facebook link. So my Instagram is Rajan underscore R A J J A N underscore P A R M A R, and uh, yeah, my Facebook is also Rajan Palmer Travels. Same same spelling. Lovely, perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, Raj, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and talking to us about Israel and Palestine. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Take care. So that was incredibly fascinating for me. I, I learned a lot myself in, in, in how to visit and, and what to look at and how it's like there. If you feel the same way, then please do consider hitting the follow button or the subscribe button. This channel will grow from you telling people about this show too. So if there's anyone who you think can do with a little bit of this in their lives, then, then please do let them know. Spread the love. If you've got any questions, like I say, weekend backpacking uh, on Instagram or leave a comment wherever you see this episode. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you very much.